Welcome to the Writer's Jihad. In Islam, jihad means the struggle for peace, the greatest of which is within ourselves. For most writers, we imagine that once we make it, we'll be at peace. But that's not true. The top professionals find peace as elusive as anyone else. The Writer's Jihad is a podcast series of interviews with writers at different points in their careers talking about the struggle for peace in their industry. Every award-winning professional began as an unpublished amateur. We all start at the same place. We all face the same struggles. And we shouldn't hide those struggles behind the mystique of the craft, nor the glamour of success. If we can help each other, we should. So today, we have John McLean Foreman. Hello. Hello. A, Can- Hello. a, a Canadian today. Uh, yes. Hi, John. So, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is John McLean Foreman. Uh, I, uh, I guess, occupationally, what I did for many years is I was a lead writer and uh, narrative designer. Um, ultimately, sort of a, the narrative director, yada yada, in the game industry. Um, I've made comics. Uh, working in the game industry, you get to travel all around the world. Um, now working on a self-help program, which is my next writing venture. Fantastic. And uh, ultimately, the goal, of course, is to get back into, you know, full back, fully back into fiction. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I empathize with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, Right, well, we're going to talk a little bit today about um, uh, burnout uh, and just sure. getting burnt out in, in an industry. Um, sure. So uh, let, let's start start with how you got into the, the gaming industry, like how you how you got into it as a narrative, uh, was it, what's the phrase, narrative designer? Was that, right? was that the right term? Well, narrative, narrative design was something I sort of took on by myself because uh, in, in the game industry, most of most of the game developers don't really see the story as important. They need to see it as important. They don't understand how intertwined it is with the actual gameplay and right. everything that, that is a good game. Uh, um, the analogy I would, I would think of is a bit like people who think the action in an action movie isn't character. You know, like you alternate between action scenes and character scenes. Right? right, as if yeah, the yeah, action yeah. doesn't express who the character is. Like you know, exactly. the fight at the end of Endgame exactly. tells you who Thanos is and who Tony Stark is. It's not separate to the character stuff, right? Uh, and I would think sure. the way the way you talk about it, the implication is that the way people look at it um, is that they they see the two things as like game story game story, and they just alternate totally. between them, as opposed totally. to thinking the two totally. are intertwined, as you say. They're inseparable. Right. Well, I mean, like as, as a perfect example, like many, many times where I would be brought into a game, mm. the game would already be deeply into development. Right. Right. And so it's like, okay, so we start on the prison planet and then we go to the ice planet and then we go to the jungle planet. And then we go, and it's like, oh, okay. And it's like, okay, so make a story. <laughs> this is actually exactly right. like what, because I, I, I've, I've seen the Hollywood uh, roundtables where action writers yeah. will talk about how They've already booked in an entire set piece yeah. and the pre-production's are ready to go and they've already worked out who's going to be there, when they're going to be there, the, the, you know, the chase scene is going to be here. I remember hearing a story about game developers being brought in, uh, you know, the, what was it, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. There's a big meeting, mm-hmm. the game developers are there, and then the producers of the movie turn and say, so what's the, what's the story of the film? And they went, you're supposed to tell us. So no 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 you you're the game people you make the levels right so we want we'll match that and that's how the human torch ends up with all the powers of the fantastic four in the film because one of the game developers mm-hmm. went, that would be a cool idea right that's how so it sounds very similar right sure. we've already got the prison planet we've already got these levels built and so then they ask you mm-hmm. to pretzel a story in between it right Right, and one part of the problem, like I mean, uh, like I was, I was the lead writer on Killzone Three, as an example, mm. um, and I didn't really, I like, I didn't, I didn't have like one of the reasons that I got so deeply into sort of um, 
you know, narrative design hmm. was because the only avenue I had to really tell the story was cutscenes. Right. Right. And that's intrusive. And right. who gives a shit? Like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a nice icing on the cake, hmm. but if it interrupts the gameplay and you sit there and you watch it and it just tells you the information that would have been so much more entertaining if you'd actually played it. Right. Right. That, that's why I really started, you know, designing all these sort of documents saying, okay, look, here are ways in which to tell the story through the gameplay. Right. Through the world. Through exactly. Through da 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 da. You don't have to break away from the game to tell the story. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's, that was sort of my big beef with the industry, you know, going through that again and again. Again. Yeah. And so, you know, just sort of touching back on the burnout thing, um, I, uh, for a while it was like, okay, I'm, I'm only going to work on games now where story is a main pillar. Mm-hmm. And then it just became me. I know, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not working for people anymore. It's like, if I'm in charge, I'm, I'm totally happy to do it, but I'm, I'm done having the arguments. With 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 level designers about you know can we put some of this in the level with with you know the programmers about you know if if, if we could tell which can- way the camera's facing then you could put events in front of the player etc cetera, et cetera, et cetera. so hmm. yeah I got I got tired of that so that's that's what sort of been on the industry um, yeah you mentioned so, uh, you mentioned when yeah. we were talking before we started recording um, that sure. one of the things that sort of wore you down was that you felt yeah. you had to keep teaching people, you had to keep educating people. Sure. Right? Sure. Well, so it, it wasn't it wasn't even the, the teaching because I, I love doing that. Like mm. I love it, because every time I teach something I learn something. It's, yeah. it's there's something very gratifying. The problem was that no matter how much you teach, if the people are not receptive, yeah then it's just as frustrating. And even if some people on the team are receptive, if it doesn't get put into the game, mm-hmm. then then it becomes pointless. Yeah. Right? That, and that, so... Yeah. Go ahead. No, Carol, Carol. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that, 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 you know, I just, that's that's sort of how I ended up going, yeah, I don't, don't want to have that argument anymore. I mean... The, so I want to work with the truly enthusiastic. There, there's definitely a thing when you sort of work with other people, right? Sure. That, um, you kind of you expect everyone that you're working with to be you don't expect to be as it were the most the smart the, the smartest person in the room right you don't expect to be the most knowledgeable person in the room you don't expect to be the most committed person in the room the point because you aren't employing them if you are employing everyone else then there's a different sense of like, well, yeah, I'm paying you, so that it, I'm I'm in I'm in a position of a sort of a pseudo authority because I'm in charge, sure. right? But when you're collaborating, sure. it's annoying when I guess you're out of sync. Like you're being taught, like you have to. You're not there to teach. You're there to work on the product, but you can't work on the product <laughs> because the people you're working with, you have to first teach, and they don't accept you as a teacher because they haven't you've not you're not there as a teacher so right and it it just it's like you can't get in sync with everyone and people don't respect what you do know and so it just wears you down sure all right well i mean it's it's yeah i guess you know so for example like uh, i remember the very very first game i ever worked on which was uh black and white 2 mm. and you know it was, it, was a, it was a challenging story to come up with because basically in the game you play god right, right? so you're this unstoppable being yada 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 so how do you how do you create a story about that it's like ah what we'll do is we'll create a story about you know how this god's people are nearly wiped out and the main character is his new high priest who didn't believe in him. Right? Right. You know, he lost all faith, yada, yada, yada. And so then the whole story becomes about, you know, conversion of the other races and so forth. And um, so we, we come up with this wonderful story, which was which was a lot of fun. Uh, but then getting the, the sort of the, the designers inside the game, like the event designers, to have events 
and quests and puzzles that had anything to do with the story was impossible. So it was, it was just, it's like, it's like, okay, so why are we telling the story then if nothing in the world matches this? Right. Right. But that said, like, I mean, it's like if, if, when you can get everybody in alignment, because I have, I have had jobs where, you know, the, the narrative is empowered mm. and as such, it stays cohesive, right? Because if the, if the, if the storyteller is not in a position of any power, then what happens is uh, if a level is removed as, as frequently happens or something changes, mm. then they'll just like, like imagine, okay, now you just got to take out act two. Yeah, exactly. Still make, still make the story work. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so that that was part of frustration. But when you're working with people who uh, empower the storyteller, empower the narrative, then it influences design, and design influences narrative, and everybody it, it creates this amazing experience of of uh, connection this, with everybody. And you know, because then 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 it becomes like an absolute pleasure. Well, and so that's why that's why I would only ever want to work in a company like that again. No, I, I get that, that sense of connection that sure. you say, because um, Luke, uh, you know, who I did story talking with Luke, you know, Luke, uh, Luke, he no, coined Luke. the phrase, I love this phrase, he coined, and he, he got it from games, and he calls mm -hmm. it the Blocktopus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he got it because I think we were doing live plays, uh, uh -huh. there was a time where he would go off and, you know, he would, he would do a live play, and I went to one of them with the guys. Uh, you know, in the woods, there's a whole bunch of people. You're camping for a weekend, and everyone's dressed up as knights and hitting each other with foam swords. And it was fun the one time I did it. But I, I immediately mm -hmm. understood what he meant by the blocktopus. And what he meant was, you, you're in a world where you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want. And then the people mm -hmm. running the game will go, no, can't do that. No, mm -hmm. can't do that. Yeah. And you're just being blocked yeah. at every step, right? And uh, yeah. what you're talking about, that connectivity, when you're where people mm -hmm. you go let's do this and they go okay we can do this and it goes back and forth and it builds but when you have people who yeah, are just yeah. like what you do just look we've changed mm -hmm. this thing without really talking to you mm -hmm. and now you have to adapt to it it, it blocks you mm -hmm. and you just gets in the way it's and suddenly you're like i'm not working with you anymore i'm working on my thing you're working on your thing and then someone comes in and mm -hmm. sort of arbitrates which one of us gets to do the thing we want. And I'm always on the losing side sure. because you don't value my contribution sure. as much as someone else, right? Is that, sure. is that right? Does sure. that sound right? Uh, well, I mean, in, in some respects, totally. It's like, I mean, I don't, I don't have the you don't value my contribution sure. aspect to it. It's like, because I was also very valued and I was held sort of well, that's good. a high position. Sure. Um, but uh, the not valuing narrative is definitely sort of the the, the yeah. chip on the shoulder I have because I like I mean I, I loved I loved my career I loved the people I worked with mm. it was it was wonderful but when you see people make games you're just like wow so amazing like the the first the last of us mm. uh, you know System Shock two the sure. one we told you about. Um, which both wonderfully tell story and it's all intermixing. You see, and it's like when you see what people can do right. with games, and like you're constantly going, "Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this," and people are going, "Yeah," right. or they say, "Yeah, that's great," but then they don't, they don't give the the narrative the power, like none of none of the tools in which to to do that. Uh, then that that is the the frustrating part. And, and for the most part, it's, it's like it's not, it's not people's fault because I think, like I think I've heard you say before, like a lot of people sort of think they understand the story, but they don't really get what's underneath the hood. It's, it's right? quite I possibly have may have said that. I don't know. <laughs> it's, so, it's quite possible I said that. I don't know. So yeah, like I mean, you, you, you get people who. Uh, have great intentions, but because they don't understand what it takes mm. to, to tell a story, mm. uh, especially in game, then mm. it, like it's just it's just a blind spot for them. So um, that's that's the reason. That, again, if you want to have a, a a game that's spectacularly emotionally told, then it has to be built in the same way that you build any story. It's, you know, it's got pacing and ups and downs mm. and the turns. And, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that takes 
a lot of intention from every department. Yeah. So, yeah. And and you yeah. were you were saying that the part of the problem then is not only are you I guess getting blocked, you get all these blocks to pie everywhere, right? No, no, you got that. But you also are now in a position where your job is getting rid of those blocked pie. You have to get rid of them, and that's not what you were hired for. And now you become the person that's in charge of. It's it's a position you feel you have to do. Uh, but no one else does. Mm-hmm. No one else thinks it's a problem that needs to be solved. But you're like, this problem needs to get solved, yeah. right? I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I kind of em- empathize with this because um, I used to, I, you know, I studied, uh, I went to uh, McKee's seminar for 10 years. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, the last time I went to the seminar was, I think, probably in 2009 or something. And I said, sure. and I told myself I would keep going until I went. And after four days, I didn't write anything down. If I made notes, I would go the next time he was in London. Otherwise, <laughs> so I remember one time I sat there, f- fourth day finished, and I hadn't made a note. And I'm like, I know this, like, the, I, I, there's no more I can learn from this seminar. It's finished, sure. right? So then I decided, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to start getting my work together. And I got a consultation with him. And then when he gave me the book deal, People changed. As soon as they knew I had a book deal, they changed. Suddenly, before, when I would talk about what makes a film work, what doesn't, everyone would argue with me. Once they knew I had a book deal, people stopped. And what I discovered, and I told this, I told this to a guy, um, uh, a, a game designer who designs Magic the Gathering. Um, mm-hmm. he, I told him, because he was having these arguments on Twitter and people will come along and they'll talk uh, as if they understand magic design better than the person who's making the game for a living. And I said, what I learned was never, if, if you are going to take on the mantle of a teacher, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. never ever entertain people as though it's a conversation and they're equals. Because if you do, <laughs> It's, it sounds arrogant, but it's true. If you are, if, if someone comes to you and you're in a teaching profession, if you're like, you are the profession, you're the expert. This is, I mean, you look at just what happened with the world, right? And you look at how, mm-hmm. what's happened to experts, you know, with the vaccines and everything. Sure. If yeah. you are an expert on a subject and you talk to someone who isn't as if they are on the same level as you, you will never, mm-hmm. it will never work. You have to read the conversation. You have to read the subtext, as it were, and say, are they coming to you as an expert? As an expert, Do they treat you like you know what you're talking about? They've come to you to learn. If so, share everything. Talk to them and everything. It's not about arrogance or conceitedness. It's not about paying homage. It's about they won't listen to you if they don't understand you're an authority. And if you argue with people who don't know anything, they can't even understand why they're wrong, but they're very opinionated on why they're right and they don't know anything. So I'm guessing that's probably what you meant by what I said when uh, people don't know what's going on under the hood. Like so many people don't know like what character dimensions are. They don't know how acts work or what plot. They don't know any of this stuff. They don't understand genre. They certainly don't. I mean, they, if the, even if they read story by McKee, they don't necessarily know how to apply it to anything. Exactly. And if someone exactly. starts telling me stuff about how what he means and all that, it's like, no, dude, I I actually know exactly what he means, and you know, I've written some of his lectures for him. So you know, hold on, I know what I'm talking about. If I <laughs> if I'm getting into a position where <laughs> it's true, I've picked up. If I'm getting into a position with someone who thinks that they know more than me about this, I just stop. I don't. I'm like, whatever. I don't. I'm not conceited. I don't go, oh, I just go like, whatever, if that's how you feel. And then I, I change the conversation. I move on. But if someone comes to me and goes like, can I, can you, under, can you teach me? That's it. So for you, it feels to me like if you're in the industry and it sounds like you're in that position where you have to teach people who don't think of you in that way, even if you're right, wrong or right is irrelevant. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a status thing almost. It's just like they're not going to listen to you because you're not, that's not your job. That's not what you're supposed to do. Whereas if they hired you as a consultant, it would be totally different, right? All the people arguing with you would listen to you if you're a consultant. But the fact that you're in the room with them, they won't listen to you. 
Well, I think I think one of the like one of the early resistances, like again, because if if the if the intention of the game is okay, narrative, not narrative as a cutscene, but yeah. narrative as part of every part of the game is mm. is important. Then everybody's sort of already in, and any arguments you have, you, you can get to the point and just go, okay, well, I, I get that you don't like this, but let's you know let's work something out. Yeah. Whereas if you're dealing with a department where, you know, some of the people think it's it's not important, uh, then they will resist you. But the other thing is, like, nobody wants somebody coming in and fucking with their shit. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's 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 part of my job. Right. Right. Is is like, and especially in, in my opinion, since it is part of every department, mm. it's what I am creating is is going to alter some of your choices right right and so if you've been working lots of hours because something that happens in the game industry as well as like uh, i don't i don't know if it's like still crazy but you know there'd be times where we work weekends and nights and it was, crunch. It was, it was fun crunch time um, right? yeah yeah but imagine you're in crunch time yeah. and then somebody comes to you mm. and says okay you need to change some stuff mm. yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, right? And that's, that's you know, that's the experience of being the, the writer most of the time is, is it, like it happens the other way around. I think a lot of people have the impression that, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's quick and easy. Right. Right? And so... Yes. People again, think it, it it's very easy to change starts, things, right? Go ahead, sorry. People think it's very easy to change the story. Like, it's a very easy thing to yeah. fix, right? When it's not, like you've... Oh. Yeah, just, just lose that character. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. But you lose that character, then this event is gone, and that event is gone, yeah. and that doesn't make sense anymore, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? um, so, you know, I mean, I mean, I understand, but the, the other thing is, is when you don't have the narrative in from the very beginning, mm. then you know it's like everything's already being made, and you're trying to sort of pull it together. It's it's it, the, the for a really good narrative. The the storyteller has to be there. Uh, the narrative designer has to be there from the very beginning. They have to be part of the core team of the building. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, I said this. Um, uh, another a different magic designer, Gavin uh, Verhey, he works at Wizards. I told I told him this. I met him once in Manhattan. He's a different designer to the other one I was talking about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to him, and I said, like, he 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 said to me, if it was up to him. They would have the story of the set of the next set before they started designing the cards, but it's just not how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which, I, is, which is a shame because it would be, it would be so much deeper. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, one, of the, one of the things. Huh, what's that? I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm agreeing. Well, here's here's one of the things like uh, a buddy of mine who's who's making a game, and he's even doing he's like he's one of the two leaders that I've met in my life. And so, uh, because you know there's a low budget right now, mm. um, they they put something together and just they started talking about it. I was like, mm, "Can you can you send me your your story documents? I want to I want to see <laughs> what they're doing, right?" And so I went to. I was like, "Yeah, no. let me let me let me fix this." For you. So what I did is I just made a whole bunch of like the backstories for the characters, right? Because one of the things that happens when you have these these sort of online games where every character is uh you know just like <laughs> you know they do that skip and whatever and yeah. they're just looking cool, right? If you look at any of these like character intros, most of them don't have their own personality. They just have their own design, visual design and animation. Mm. And so I said, okay, look, let me let me let me tell you the difference of what I'm gonna try and do for you. Imagine how most people draw Darth Vader, mm. right? They show him standing there, badass, lightsaber out. It's <laughs> yeah. red. He looks cool. Blah blah blah. But there's no context. Mm. Who gives a shit, right? Now, do the exact same character, but do the scene where he's coming down the hallway at the end of Rogue One, right? And everybody's screaming. He's killing everybody's, <sighs> you know, because in that he has a strong desire. It's like I must get those plans, right? And they're like, oh my god, we have to survive and get these plans out of here, yeah, right. Now you draw that yeah. exact same character, but instantly people are going to go, wow, yes, I want to play that character because yeah. they get 
the meaning and the vibe and the context. And you can do it all in a single image, right? Yeah. So what I did was I just created a lot of a lot of backstory <laughs> for their characters. And then I wrote like a little tutorial for his uh, designers and stuff saying, okay, the reason that you want this is so that everything you have has context. Like if I see this character for three seconds, and this is a character intro, I want them to be moving because they're trying to get something. I want them to be moving in a way which expresses their intention, their desire, their tactics. And so yeah. I sort of went into it in that sense. So we'll see how it works out. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, yeah. so let's let's so let's talk about how this burns you out because you sure. are now not in that industry. You are working on your self help book. Um, cool. How long do you think took your self help book three? Ballpark, ballpark, ballpark. Uh, not soon enough. Not, not soon. Enough. Okay, we'll leave it there. Not uh, soon enough. No, I think I think I think the what's going to be is like so. It started off as sort of like a single. A single program and this sort of developed into five programs yeah so what i'll be doing is uh i'm creating sort of the first two or five stages that i'll publish mm. and then as and then i'll be developing sort of an online uh program for the third stage right and writing the third stage at the same time um and then sort of the the all five stages will probably be uh, the next year and a half i'd say the, the first three, two stages okay. in the next few months and you've been working on this for how long now Four years. Four years. So you yeah. got burnt out about four years ago. Um, maybe. Like last, because uh, I think I think where it really got burnt out was when I was pitching stuff to Netflix mm -hmm. and uh, just just wonderful, wonderful people. Like I mean, the, the woman in charge of the narrative is amazing like that uh, part of the interactive stuff mm. of netflix is wonderful lover but where like a I don't know what it was two three years ago uh like the main thing where they started doing this sort of the choose your own adventure stuff on netflix and they were doing that on i think on Black uh, hbo max as well yeah. and you know that was that was shit in the 90s it, it's shit now <laughs> right you know, it's like the guy, the guy who did, uh, what's, what's the name of the guy who did um, Black Mirror? Uh, Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker, right. Yeah. So they had him do, do one of these things. Yeah, Bandle something, right? Did, 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 did you watch it? I know, I, I can't be bothered. I never liked those things. Uh, I mean, even if it's good. Uh, yeah. So League of Legends just did an event where they have okay. a story being told all it is is like it's a dialogue tree and you pick and then the text comes up and they just speak it's just text 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 like final fantasy yeah. remember that kind of vibe you remember yeah. that thing i yeah. have yeah. never had any patience for that medium so final fantasy <laughs> a lot of people talk about how wonderful the story is but for me i'm like i do not care enough about how this mm. is being done so i i'm a big believer of if you know you don't like something don't force yourself to do it because you're just going to end up, you know, shitting on it. And that's not good for anyone. So I didn't watch these interactive things because I know from experience, I don't like those kind of interactive. I, I'm just not a fan of them. I, so they don't work for me. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave them alone. And so I haven't seen it. I have no idea what it's like. Uh, it might be very good. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because like the medium, the medium does not lend well to interactive television so basically what happens is like you watch a scene yes. and you know charlie charlie brooker wrote it so it's like it's it's as well written as it can be but then it gets to a bit where it's like okay now you make a choice yeah which is essentially do you go to page 21 or do you go to yeah. page 42 right and then so it doesn't it doesn't have it's interesting it, I, it, I like those as books but never as tv <laughs> sure like yeah. i mean because it doesn't work it doesn't work because what happens is like i mean it doesn't have the magic that leads you through the emotions like like right. TV normally does. Right. And it doesn't have the interactive aspect of really well told stories through mm. through interactivity. It's it's somewhere between the two and so it's just it's dissatisfying. It's not, right. I don't think it's where you get very far. So where where I got burned out was I did like a whole bunch of designs for like next next generation television mm. for Netflix. Mm. Um, you know, it's like you know, Google could do it or Apple could do it or something like that. It's because it needs it needs some sort of technology. And Netflix feels that 
Uh, they're not going to, because they want to make everything as, as simple as possible, as low tech as possible. So they don't want to introduce new types of technologies that would complicate things. Um, so that's unfortunate. And I believe that whoever, whichever TV platform comes up with the willingness to combine interactivity and, uh, and storytelling truly is going to, is going to just break away. Like Disney currently has all the departments that can do it. Mm. But I mean, if you ever work for Disney, different departments don't like dealing with each other. This is my department. Right. right? right. And so they're not talking to each other. So whoever whoever creates this next sort of uh, television first, Disney will be like right behind because they've right. got all the pieces. Right, right. Um, but so I, I pitched this to Netflix, pitched on the stuff to Netflix, and they weren't they weren't ready for it. Like, but again, the, the woman's the woman's amazing. I love it. I love sure. what she's doing. But uh, they're not ready for that. And then I also had uh, an interview for Bungie. Do you know who Bungie? Is? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the Halo, yeah, the Bungie Halo, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I forgot, I forgot <laughs> what the new game is. It's uh, it was, I was I was uh, uh, going to be I was uh, playing for narrative director, mm -hmm. and uh, I will say this company has the most amazing culture mm -hmm. I have ever experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like I had to go through like forty hours of interviews, and so sure. I had to go there you know, be on site for a while. And these aren't people who, you know, are coworkers. These it feels like almost family. It's like friends right. who are together and building something. So culturally it's amazing, right? Mm. And so they said what they wanted from the director. So during the interviews, I was pitching narrative design. Mm. Ah, I know what the game is, I know this destiny. Uh, and so I was pitching pitching narrative design, and what they were, even though they said that they wanted, you know, a narrative director, what they were looking for was cool story ideas. Right. Right. So if you if you play Destiny, like it has, it, it is really really good gameplay. Right. Really tight discovery and unlocking, you know, loot boxes and the mm. you know cool events show up at certain times. So like they're it's like. It, it, it would take such a tiny amount for them to apply that same uh, in, uh, contextual stuff to their to their to their game, right? But to, to narrative, because they've got all the elements through gameplay, which is brilliant. But they want story, not narrative design, right? And so as a result, the story and destiny is still kind of lame, right? Because there's no methods with which to tell story they've only got like four or five different methods in which they right. tell story right and uh so it was sort of the combination between netflix not being ready and you know I was, I was trying to sort of pitch to amazon and apple and i couldn't get through the barriers um and uh and the, and you know the bungee thing i was just like no oh, fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm done with this for a while mm. and uh then so i just i was working on my self-help book uh, again, with the intention that if, if the self-help program does really well, then I'm going to set up my own game studio mm. and I'm going to start making the games the way I think they can be made. Right. And if those games do well, then the intention is is to you know start developing sort of next generation television. So do you you got burnt out because yeah. you would look at things and go, we've got all the pieces to do something. Yeah. Uh, yes. and, and set a trend, as it were. Like we could do something really, really something here, and we've got all the pieces. Yeah. And people aren't willing to just sort of jump on, and so your enthusiasm sure. is constantly being stifled. It's not like because, and the way you talk about these people, it's always uh, complimentary. You're not insulting anyone. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like it's not that because they're not, you know, they're they're stupid or because they're lazy or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's simply because you've got this enthusiasm to try and blaze a trail in a certain direction. And mm -hmm. everyone else is like, no, 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 we want to go this way. And that sort of yeah. friction is just sort of wearing you down because it. Yeah. You, once you lose the passion for it, it's very hard to do, right? Well, I've just lost, I've lost the passion for making the argument. 
right yes is, yes yes that's exactly I right yes i i say i, I say it like that emphatically because that's how i feel i've <laughs> i've lost the passion to make the argument is exactly right yes i get that yeah. it's like if you're if you're not on board then you know what that, that's cool but i'm gonna go play with somebody who's on board right Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like right. I have had ideas right. for the game industry repeatedly yeah. before it became like two years before it became something more. It's, and I've been pitching this stuff my whole career. That's exactly how I and feel it, about it, comics. Yeah, I, mean, I feel exactly the same way. I've been saying like the comics do this, 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 and it's like, yeah, I feel that. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really get that. Um, it it does. You're right. It's not that you don't want to do it. It's uh, you've lost the passion for the argument. For the arguing, like, so like, I just don't want to argue anymore. Yeah. And it's and it, yeah. And when when you work with people who don't argue with you, like I mean, it's not it's yeah. not like I need people to obey me. I need people to challenge me. I need people to yes. enhance what I do. Because, yes. You know, I've I've worked with people who like one of the things I love doing is working with an artist, right? right? Because especially if you're sort of like in the same mindset. I'll write down a bunch of stuff and I'll mm -hmm. say, this is my idea, blah, 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 blah. And we'll talk and I'll give it to the artist. And then they will uh, create something based on those ideas and based on what they drew. Like, right. oh, I could do this. Like, I, I have created right. positions for characters based on actor performances. I have created, uh, you know, entire new characters based on sketches that yeah. artists have done. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you want that collaboration. You're right. And if, you know, it's like one of the things that I found weird working in the comic industry, for example, when you work with comic artists, you don't actually work with them. You just send them stuff. Yes. And then they, they will send you back their drawings and that's, that's it. You know, they'll send back their sketches and yeah. it's like, well, I want your opinion. I am. I'm asking yeah, you what do exactly. you Exactly. I, I have so much empathy for this because when I, I used yeah. to do amateur theater and I, you go through the play with yeah. people in real time and you discuss costume yeah. with them and you discuss this and you discuss that yeah. in real time. And my, you know, when I said earlier about how once people find out that, you know, I, I, I'm writing with McKee and I'm this expert, they stop arguing. It's like, <laughs> that isn't a good thing. It's not that I don't want people to like ask me questions or, or say, I disagree mm -hmm. with you. I just, I can't, as you yeah. say, I haven't got the passion to prove what I'm talking yeah. about. I haven't got the passion to argue with you that I should be, that what I'm saying has value. It's one thing to disagree and challenge. Yeah. And I want, and like, I want you to tell me when it's not working and I want you to come up with things. Yeah. I want, I want yeah. that, but it's like, I can't be bothered to argue why we should even be thinking about how any of this stuff yeah. should be working. Right. No, I, I get that. And you get, well, yeah, you do get burnt out. You really get wiped. You just, uh, and then of well, course, you know, it's like, I don't need, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, you get, when you get wiped like that, what burns you out mm -hmm. is, um, I, it seems like what burns you out and what has clearly burnt me out as well, so maybe I'm projecting, <laughs> but what burns you out is you have this real passion to do it. So what you want to do mm -hmm. is difficult and hard, and you want everyone mm -hmm. else with you to help you do mm -hmm. it with them, and you want everyone to work together yeah. and do it together, and when people yeah. are just like, no... Or people are just like, well, yeah. no, that's too much effort. Or no, you're fixing a problem that doesn't yeah. need to be fixed. It brings down, yeah. it gets rid of all that passion until eventually you're just like, I'm not even proud of what we're doing. Because in my head, oh, there dude. was something else. Yeah. And I'm not making stuff that I'm happy with anymore. I'm just looking at the, I'm all I'm making now is mistakes, as it were. Like I can't yeah. make the thing I want to make. And it's, and so you retreat. And when you get burnt out, I think what you, you're doing and what I'm doing as well is, well, well I'm just going to work by myself. Then. I don't want to work with other people. I'll work with by myself or I'll hire people specifically to work as exactly. my employee. And then it, then there's no exactly. pretense of that. They just do what I tell them. And that's the end of it. And it's like, it's a shame because what you want to do is you want to work with people, but you're, you have to somehow cultivate that first. You have to cultivate yeah. people who want to work with you rather than they just have exactly. to work with you. Yeah. That feel right? Because there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of people who believe what I believe in terms. Like I mean, because mm. we've we've seen it for decades in, yeah. in like remarkable games. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of people who have that same commitment, compassion, compassion, yeah. compassion, and uh, it's just a matter of finding them. They're all so yeah. spread out. 
and it's not even that the people that you work with don't have passion. It's just the passion isn't for, for that topic. For that, yeah, it's it, the passion yeah. isn't in the in the artistry in that sense. The passion is in the productivity or in some other aspect of it. It's not the same. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I I get that. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people they get really burnt out and then they just um, they stop or they grind it out. Right? They just keep grinding and then they sure. start hating sure. what they're doing and i wondered i wonder if the right thing is to do i guess what we both are doing which is just well we're going to focus on doing as much as we can by ourselves and bring people mm -hmm. fewest possible people in at yeah. in a way that well like no matter no matter what you do it's like if you if you make yourself a leader in some respect mm -hmm. Those who empathize, shall we say, you know, using a story type thing, they go, "Oh, that's like me," and they're going to show up because they are inspired by your personal vision, right? And so they will, they will, they will come to you, right? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be a you guys do what I tell you. Right. I want to be yeah. okay. This is the direction we're going. Well, let's do this together. Let's yeah. collaborate. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it's an amazing experience. Like the feeling of camaraderie you get, and just the, yeah. the the euphoria from from building these ideas and seeing it in reality. It's just it's, it's a remarkable experience. There is something really so, wonderful when um you say I want to do something like this, and then someone does it. Uh, yeah. and, but they do it in a way that's better than anything you could have thought. Yes. Of. And you go well, that yeah. you you didn't just do it. you nailed nailed what I couldn't yeah. I could I couldn't I yeah. couldn't you nailed it I remember getting that with theater yeah. and it's it's what there's there's there is a wonderful thing because people often think like this feeling is because of perfectionism or like a micromanaging and it's like no I I, I want to let go but mm. no, no one seems to want to do it so I have to mm. hold people I don't want to I don't want like one of the things I've always thought about doing, I'd love to try and do one day, is design a, a magic set with, you know, wizards. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to do it because mm -hmm. uh, there's things about magic I can't do. I can't develop a game in terms of balance. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not good enough mm -hmm. of, of a player to balance game pieces. But what I know I can do is I can create uh, evocative mechanics that sort of immerse sure. people in the world. I know I can do that yeah. bit. And I would love to work there for just like even on a set because I feel like the fact that the one thing I'm good at means I don't have mm -hmm. to, I can let everyone else who's good at their thing, I'm not even going to pretend that I can develop the set. So there's areas of it where I don't have to worry. They're going to do it way better than me. You know, the actors are better than me, so I don't have to worry about their acting. Exactly. I, you know, the, exactly. I don't, I just don't have to, like, you know, the, if you're doing a play that's written by, uh, Agatha Christie or Shakespeare, you don't have to worry about the writing. You know the writing's okay. Yeah. You can just focus on the yeah. bit you wanted, what the bit that you love, because you know everyone else is doing yeah. it. You can relax. Um, but when yeah. people are sort of like uh, completely cross, like you know, you, if you're doing Agatha Christie as a play and someone's playing it as a comedy, you're like, what are you doing? It's not that your comedy is bad, <laughs> but this isn't a comedy. I don't understand. They go, look, I want to yeah. do this, and I, 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 I can't, I can't focus. I can't. I can't produce when I don't know what the end result's going to be, in a way. Yes. It's not so much a control thing. It's more just like, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, you need, you need, I, I believe, like, I mean, this, is, this is what I ultimately would do in the, in the game industry is, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that, that I, like, I, I can't play the games I've worked on. Right. Because the, the writing makes me cringe because the, the stuff I'm like, please don't. <laughs> do that that's that's so awful it's, it, it's like, like then everybody thinks i did it it's like no but um i lost my train of thought was a was a person um blah blah what were you saying a second ago uh i was talking about how you know you just sort of you work on your bit and you let other people do their bit and you, everyone everyone's sort of on the same page so you don't have to pay attention to what everyone's doing because you know what everyone's working together and everyone's sort of collaborating and one person does this and everyone else can jump on it as opposed to someone's doing Agatha Christie as a comedy and you're like it's supposed to be a murder mystery and you walking on stage with a t-shirt that says I'm the murderer is not helping anyone you know um 
<laughs> that's not gonna work um it's funny but that's not not gonna work um yeah yeah so and you you were saying yeah i i lost it i lost you it lost i got it. all uh I don't know, I'll ask in the, you, you were talking about cringing arguments. You got, you got cringing. You said you were cringing at, stuff. at the stuff that, that you 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 can't play your games because you're cringing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like I'll just I'll change I'll change the topic to to that. Okay. Uh, you know, because you know there was there was a lot of stuff where uh, you know I, I I did have to write stuff that I like I really didn't like, and I remember like talking to people going, you know, that makes like there was like on Splinter Cell Double Agent um, as an example. Uh, like, I remember talking to the guy who was doing the levels, and like I, I won't go into like all the details, but like it was like it just it just made no fucking sense, right? So it's like you're trying to set this up. Like first of all, you're there to you're 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 double agent, right? So you're working for uh, the government, but you're also working for mm. the uh, this terrorist organization, which is has is building the world's first. Uh, fusion bomb, right? And so you're there in Shanghai to uh, get this this red goo, whatever it is that that you need to make the fusion bomb, blah blah blah. And so I designed the the, the context to be okay. So if that's if that's what we're there to do, then you know the scientist is going to be there. He's going to have all his his guards, all that stuff, all through the building, and. Then what they what they said is okay no 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 like the person in charge was like no 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 it's going to be all the guys on your team like from your terrorist organization who are there and you know in throughout the building so you know if you're out of bounds you know they'll they'll recognize you and try to kill you so so wait a second so I'm going through killing all the people that I'm supposed to be working with and the scientist now has no backup so we're terrorists why don't we just kill the scientist and take the stuff. Right, and there's like logic like that, and and then you know at the end of the level, uh, you know after killing more of your own guys, the two guys in charge come flying down the helicopter and like a scene out of the Matrix, and they shoot out the window, and you have to jump out the window because super cool, like like uh, Morpheus does, and grab on. It's like so now the heads of the organization are okay with me being out of bounds, and they're shooting their own guys too. Like what? Right, and it's just like it, none of it makes sense. And and the number of times, oh, I know what I was going to say. It's, <laughs> when you argue, like you can only argue so much before you become a problem, right? Yes. At some point, that is a lesson I have not learned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at some point, you like if you're if you're collaborating, at some point, you've got to get behind them. Like I would go, please, 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 for the love of God, don't do that. And they go, no, no, we're doing that. It's like. Let me explain why we shouldn't do that. Let me let me go into tutorial mode. This is why this is terrible. Yeah. Let's. I love the foundation. I love the idea yeah. behind it, but the, the the actualization of this is awful. The execution is terrible. And at some point, you have to stop arguing and just help them and do what they want. Right? And because because otherwise, then then you are just they're just a problem. They're still not going to get your way. And but. You know that's that was part of the frustration of working in the industry as well. Is you know it, it's like you want to follow a visionary or a person, either follow somebody who has a vision with which your vision aligns, yeah. or you want to be the person who's in charge and have you know the, the other people who are, have far more experience in their own fields whose vision aligns with yours. Is, is this so? You need to have that person in charge. Is this burnout as simple as just saying, I want to be able to do the job that I was supposed to do, and I don't yes. want to have to teach everyone else. I don't want to have to feel like I have to do this. I don't want to feel like the whole monitor. I don't want to feel like this thing or that thing. I don't want to feel the responsibility of a job I didn't sign up for. And then when I do it, be criticized for doing it. And so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. I do. Does that feel uh, right? Well, you know, the other thing is, I want to be proud yeah. of the final product. And if people are but if making you, choices, go ahead. But if the pride thing, like if you're if you're just working on something and you're mm. just a cog in the machine, as it were, and you don't feel mm. like you're the mm. narrative director necessarily, you're just one of the staff writers, for example. 
you don't have that same mm. onus of, I guess, uh, that sense of like, this has to be the best I can do. You get the sense of, no, I, I, I know where the limits of my authority end. And so I don't need to go any mm. further. But if someone hires you and says, you're going to be in charge of the narrative direction, and then yeah, suddenly you can't do your job because you have to do another job to get sure. everyone to understand the job they hired you to do. So now you're not doing the job you wanted. You're doing a job you didn't want to do and no one wanted you to do. Mm. And as you say, then after a while, your arguing become makes you the problem. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I get, yeah, it is. I think it, I think maybe that's just, it. it's just like, I, I just want to do the job I, I said I was going to do. I don't have to do something. Yeah. Else. And like, I mean, don't, don't lose hope. Like, I mean, maybe for, for yourself, I mean, like find, find a, a group of people. Cause it's, I think it's a very natural thing because artists, by our nature, we want to create something. We have vision of something. We want, and we have a very particular vision, mm -hmm. right? And if we get blocked in that vision often enough, or bringing that vision into life, into the real world, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, we start to lose hope. Yep. And then we start to isolate. And mm. we do the whole, well, fuck you guys, I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. Right? But ultimately, you want to come back out of that. Yeah shell because the stuff you can create with others is so much greater it's exactly what you were saying before about you know passing it off to the expert you know it's like i write something and i give it to the artist it's like he knows shit and he's going to think of stuff that, that just would never occur to me it's like oh beautiful right so you want you want to come back out because that the experience of creating with people you don't have to all be you know exactly like each other but you know sort of all aimed in the same direction is amazing that is a perfect, an amazing experience that's a perfect place to end this I, I, okay. I so. thank you for listening you can find me on twitter at Basim Story and other ways to find and support this podcast can be found in this episode's description Jazakallah